A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 52, right? Yeah. This is your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. I'm Zach Ritello, at Zach Ritello on Twitter, at Zach Ritello on Instagram, and on all the social media platforms. And then sitting across from me is the lovely, the bearded, John Swansong Parker. I had a beard on the last one. Well, yeah, but it's gotten better now. (laughs) As time does, you know, tale as old as time, song as old as time. That's not it. Are you sure? <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, it looks good. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So well, the question left. is, is are you going to, you're going to keep it that length? You're, is you going to let it go? Because go. you and McGregor, you got to dress up for Star Wars, right? No. You're not going time. to? Why not? Because I'm going to be getting off of work. I'm not going to have time. I'll bring your costume. We'll change in the car. <laughs> or I can just wear it to work. Can you imagine how cool those kids would think you are? Yeah. They would be like, wow, that guy. What? So cool. He's really cool. He, de- <laughs> he definitely de- has a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, before I forget, sitting over to my left, a uh, little off the camera, the not the camera, a, a little off the microphone line of direction is uh, two of our close friends, they're visiting us in town. One of them is, uh, you know, Austin James, which has been on the show before. Who has been on the show before. Thank you for the welcome back. All I got to say is beauty gets sweeter with time, so... Keep the beer going. Perfect. My man. And then uh, sitting to his right is a uh, good friend, Julia, who uh, has <laughs> ha- just found out that we did this podcast today, so she's I'm sure Very she's seeing a different exciting. side of it. Yeah, cool. Well, if there's anything you guys feel the need to chime in with or shout out, please feel free to do so. Um, this is a very non-structured and conversational podcast, so, you know? Like, no structure. No. The structure is, there is no structure. Get that tattooed on your ass. Oh. (laughs) Okay, so John, we've done a few things this week. Uh, Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, yeah. It was good. Um, You know. What was your favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh. Are we doing a Dak Cave early? No. Oh. This is just a question question? Yes. Uh, It's a conversational podcast. You just said that. That's true. I did just say that. I am, uh, you know what I'm going to say? I'm a huge, I think ham. Underrated. Ham? Thanksgiving food, yeah. You have ham at your Thanksgiving? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think turkey is good, and it's traditional, but it's not, the flavor doesn't always hit, you know? I think ham is like, sweet potato casserole. Julia. Little marshmallows on there, too. Yeah, I like ham, too. I would have to go with ham. Honey baked? Stuffing, definitely. Stuffing? What do you do special to your stuffing? Do you do anything extra? Sage stuffing. Sage stuffing. You ever do beer? Yes. Okay. I've heard that's the secret to great stuffing is doing a do, using like a like an IPA or a pale ale when you I mix that, that everything together. 
That sounds really good. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to make stuffing right now. All right, let's do it. All right, show's Thanks over, Thanks for listening, guys. guys. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, if but, you like the show, <laughs> you can follow us. You can follow ways. us at places. Um, but thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we did our last... The last episode we did was when we did our drunk review for Thor Ragnarok. Because we didn't remember the movie. Yeah. Have you seen it since? Yes. Okay. I saw it sober. Okay. What'd you sure think? I What'd you everything. think after seeing it without the influence of alcohol? So when I saw it under the influence of alcohol, I just remembered flashes and I wasn't exactly sure if it happened or not. But when I saw it the second time, I was like, okay, good. That is as funny the second time. Good. And it did actually happen. I still haven't made my way to see it again. It's very funny. I know. I really want to. More of the movie I remember as time goes on, uh, like, because it wasn't a blackout, but I was definitely browned out. I don't know. I feel like we were really obnoxious. I you get that feeling? I in feel the like theater? We kept walking up and down to the bathroom multiple times to pee. That's why I left like at one point. Sick to just and like, I'm, just, I'm glad we sat on the end. Yeah. Because if we were in the middle, think, we would have annoyed so many people. I don't think we annoyed anyone because we were on the edge seats and it's gateway. So all the th- seats are like high up, like bird's eye perches, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like, uh, like I think I saw Justice League, which we're about to get to. I saw Justice League at the Cinebistro, like one of those luxury theaters. Mm-hmm. And every time you get up from the, that leather, it's like, it's like an old man getting out of his rocking chair. And then the funniest part is like it, when the credits go, Have you have, you know what I'm about to say? Credits go in a movie. It goes black. Names start coming up. People start lowering the footrests. And, and it's, like, it's a unison. <laughs> it's like no. It's, <laughs> oh, my goodness. But. Yeah, so I still haven't gotten around to seeing it again, but I will. Um, I, I remember loving it of what I saw. I'm going to see it again. But Justice League. Justice League. The Radiovania fans are clamoring. The DC expert himself, John Parker, yeah. has seen Justice League, the next big intro, or the next big uh, step in the DCEU, yeah. and uh, we have thoughts about it. Some. How would you like to do this? <clears throat> I don't know. Have you, you, both, talk about- have you both seen Justice League? I have not. Okay. You, you have talk, seen Justice League? You want to talk about what we like? Let's do spoiler free, though. Okay. Spoiler free, what we liked. I like the, the good guys win. Um, I thought introductions report. Introductions report. This, isn't, awesome. a, this isn't a thing that you like, though. Oh, I thought we were talking about likes and Anything. Uh, No, what I will say is I like watching everybody interact, but I hate the story of the movie and the villain and the circumstances. Yeah. Um, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> after, I got, <laughs> after I got out of the movie, I sent John a text with pros and cons. And these are my initial reactions. And I want to gauge how I'm feeling now based on what I was feeling when I got out they of the movie. They were beautifully orchestrated. I Thank you. That. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I got out of the movie and my initial reaction, I started with the pros. See, I want to start with positivity. I want to like Justice League. I wanted to like it. I went in thinking, I was like, your bar was so low. My expectations were low. I like most of these cast members. I wasn't crazy about the trailers. I was like, well, maybe I'll like it a little bit more then. I'll have a fun time. Yeah. Pros. Wonder Woman's great. Yeah. She's fun. Gal Gadot is just a joy on screen. And I really in- enjoyed her opening sequence in the, the museum. I thought that was really, well, it was a museum, right? Or was it a bank? It was some know. sort of I'm building. not sure what it was. That was never really explained clearly. 
Like a lot of things. Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, but <laughs> so I really enjoyed that scene. I thought it was like really fun, flashy. It's like comic booky. The the theme, the orchestrated like Wonder Woman theme Wonder Woman playing 1. in. 5. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I like Superman. Obviously, I mean, like it's kind of everyone. He's kinda, dead. Oh yeah, that's right. He's totally dead. There was no way that they were gonna bring him back for Justice League. Did you like the mustache? Uh, no. So that's a big problem. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, another thing, another pro is the length of the movie. I thought that if it was any more than two hours, it would have been such a slog. Yeah. I thought that the the two hour timestamp was like really really brisk. I felt like the movie moved like it moved along really quickly. Uh, we didn't linger on anything too long, which I really appreciated. Even scenes where characters are talking are very um, straightforward and to the point. There's not a lot of meandering. And when you have so much ground to cover in so little time, it kind of makes sense to structure it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last pro was uh, well, it's a spoiler, so I'll, I'll skip the last pro. Cons. Horrific writing. Horrific. Just it's built in the cold lab that the rest of the movie is in. Yeah. I like I like I was talking before about the characters' dialogue with each other. Mm-hmm. Ordinarily, that's the stuff I live for. That's the shit I love. It's like give me characters talking to each other and just like interacting. That's what I want to see. But when all the dialogue is action oriented, like we must go here, we must do this, we must stop him. They didn't stop. They were like. Next it thing, just kept next going thing, and going thing, and going. It's thing. like yeah. no one said anything that was of any importance other than to f- progress like the the action that they were currently doing. It's like it was very frustrating writing style, and I I did not like it at all. I didn't. Uh, lots of one liners stuck out to me. Like you, it's Joss know. Whedon. What do you expect? But I didn't feel like Joss Whedon did the one liner punch out kind of deal in like Avengers. That's exactly what he did. But it worked because everybody was pumped for that. Everybody liked those characters yeah. too. So yeah, uh, you just gonna open that bag of chips right now? It's a bag of halls. No, oh, it's a bag of halls. Just pop one in your mouth. We'll pause. Breeze or break. Or we can make a joke out of this. This yeah. is funny. Is this radio? This episode is sponsored by. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I actually heard a, a dog certain on cough live drop radio today. lozenge. A dog was in the background of a studio on live radio. So anything happened. He's got a point. He has a very strong... You know what I didn't like? Yeah. And this is is a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler because it doesn't matter. There's a part when they're all fighting the the parademons. They're like flying around. And Batman like falls down. He's fighting like two of them. And you'd think that he could handle that pretty well because he's Batman. You know, he should be able to take people down. And he like falls over... And he's like, Alfred, I knew the Nightcrawler. It's like, yeah. you gave up so easily. Yeah, I remember that. And then he jumps in a tank and starts shooting them with guns again. I was like, ah, back to the gun thing? I felt like they really portrayed Batman very underpowered. In oh, this he, was getting his, like, he was getting his ass yeah. thrown around he, the whole they're time. Always just, yeah. He's always kind of like, oh, I'll just stick behind. I'll stay in the Batwing. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> you I guys love, go have fun. <laughs> I also like, again, minor spoiler, when they get off that aircraft carrier... And he's like, they like all walk off of it. And then he's like, I'm going to get back on and go take that. <laughs> and he like walks the back only, on it. The he's only, like, don't wait for me. <laughs> it was awesome. The only reason that shot exists is to make, to get all of them in one shot together. And then he doesn't. And then he's just like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'll yeah. Guys. I'm gonna go he's back like, don't wait for me. And then they just stand there and watch him. Yeah. Watch him fly doesn't away. Make, and that Russian family. What was the deal with yeah, that? Yeah. So we'll get, uh, that's another plot point. 
that might be a little too spoilery. Is it? Or do you think so? The thing is, is that like nothing really happens in this movie. <laughs> like nothing really happens that is consequential for the universe except for the big one. But everyone kind of suspected that going in. What's the big one? Superman. No, no, just kidding. Um, he's dead. Yeah, Doesn't he's come dead. Back at all. Um, so another pro I had, and uh, something I want to discuss with you, is the mustache effects. Because I know that this is a hot, discussed topic right now on the internet. Uh, it was on every message board after I got out of the movie looking at you know what people thought about it. I wanted to see what people's thoughts were. And you couldn't go five pages, five sentences, nay, without seeing someone talk about the mustache. So what did, what did you think? I'm not entirely sure when it is, besides the opening, that... The mustache. It's definitely mustache the most. Gate. It's definitely the most jarring in the beginning. Yes, but is that the only part? No. When else did you notice? I noticed it in Smallville stuff. Really? Yeah. See, that, I thought that that was around for a while. I don't know. It before looked, Mustache Gate. It just looks very soft. Like his, his upper his, lip just looks very soft. His face is just soft, man. Don't not, you just want to fall under his arms sometimes? But it's like, so, I yes, I do. Henry He's Cavill's a, a monster. Guy. Yeah. He's a monster. Like, I, God, I wish I looked like him. Yeah. So badly. If he were to come back from the dead in this movie. Oh, yeah. If He if, would spend half of it with his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you don't have, you can't put Ben Affleck without a shirt on because have you seen, it's just dad bod and um, nobody. <laughs> do you watch the Honest Trailers at all? Sorry. Honestly. <laughs> Did we do offend you, watch, you by saying dad bod? Yeah, a little bit. Do you watch the honest trailers? Yeah, I do. All? They had one for Batman v Superman, and you know the part when he's watching the news and he's making eggs? They're like, if you look closely, they're fake eggs. Like, he's making fake eggs, oh but you God. don't notice because you're just looking at his abs. <laughs> but, like, they're like rubber <laughs> eggs. So now I can't watch that scene and when I watch that movie, which I don't. No, I wouldn't go back. Fun fact for you. But, uh, yeah, eggs. so... I thought it was super, super distracting in the times that it came up. Uh, okay. My yes. prose okay. is very colorful yeah. and vibrant, and they tried to make it more lighthearted and fun, and it wasn't so dark and dismal, and there weren't chairs exploding and hearings, and Superman actually, if he were to come back, smiles a lot and like acts like Superman, and... They all seem to have a fun time with each other. Yeah. Except for Ben Affleck, who looks like he doesn't want to be there. Yep. Um, He's done. I liked all of that, but that... Oh, my God. That villain. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. That's the biggest That's the biggest con of the movie, is that it's a half-ass villain with half-ass CGI. And, and the, didn't they spend, like, $300 million on this movie? And it looks so like... I don't know what the budget is. Let me look. Compare that to the budget of Logan and... That should just show you how you should make movies. Well, that's the thing is that like, it makes sense for Justice League. Three hundred million was the budget for Justice League, which is just unbelievable. And I want to see box office so far three oh seven. Hey, they did it. <laughs> seven million dollars. Easy hero. Woo. Uh, <laughs> Hey, that's a success. It's not a good success, but it's a success. But this, but this is the point that I want. We could go pros and cons and discuss like the yeah. ins and outs of the movie all day. But I want to know where, how are you feeling as a DC fan, as a comic book fan? Like after seeing this movie, like, like we've talked so many times about, oh, this could be good. You were so high on Wonder Woman. You love that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't hate Batman v Superman, but you also didn't love it. It's like somewhere in the middle. 
Yeah. It's like, where does this leave you feeling right now as a <clears throat> DC fan? It's not like a horrible taste in my mouth. I wish they could have done things better, but it's, a st- it still seems like they're taking really slow steps in the right direction. And at some point you either have to make a really big step forward, which I thought Wonder Woman was, but then like this one, they like kind of took a little step back. So I don't really know. Well, do you think that they're running out of time? Do you think? No, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, their next thing's Aquaman, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. How did you feel about Aquaman in the movie? It's cool. He swims a lot. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> I mean, they mostly had him. That was the thing. Like, think about it. Like, he's a beefcake. He's he. His powers are water based, right? And he doesn't touch water like hardly at all he in the movie. Really, can I just make a comment? He looks of course. really underpowered. Like, if we're gonna have spoilers, he looks really underpowered. We aren't trying. We're not trying to have spoilers. He looks really underpowered. Yeah. In the tunnel, he looked really underpowered. Um, it's interesting the limitations that they gave him. Like, yeah. like this their final battle has no water in the area. Yeah. So well, he's just stabbing people with the spear. Have, he looks really underpowered. It makes me wonder how they're going to treat an entire movie because the one scene that he is fighting underwater, that must have been so expensive to film and there's no way that you can do an entire movie like that. So how are they going to do Aquaman versus Black Mana? It's like... I think most of that movie is going to take place out of water. But we, from what we've seen, we have I no... I sure a lot of it be underwater. That's going to be too expensive, dude. That's That must no, be so expensive. I've heard, I heard that they do like a lot of practical stuff. Underwater. With the water? If so, that's really impressive. But even practical stuff is probably like super costly for them for that. Yeah. For an entire two-hour movie. I guess we'll find out. We will. We haven't seen anything from it. So. That's true. Um, but anyway, what would you give it on a ten point or twenty points? The Radiovania twenty point scale, I'd sit at like a it passes, so it's definitely better than a it's better than a it's better than a five. It's it, it's uh, it's like a solid six point five six okay. and a half. I would give it a seven and a half because there are a lot of little things that I really like. But since we're not talking about spoilers, I can talk about them. Sure, but like um, a lot of little. Just like a little things that give me my jollies. Yeah. Give you your jollies. <laughs> All right. Next. Yeah, well, that's Justice League for you. All right, so uh, Austin and Julia just uh, left us. Irish you know? goodbye. Irish goodbye. The hell out of- Oh, he's still in the doorway. He's very distracting. Yeah, he's very distracting. That's yeah. good. <clears throat> so I think it's time to jump into the news, John. How's that sound with you? That sounds very, 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 very good. We have, a, we have a couple really cool news stories to talk about in that we get to have some heavy opinions. But before we do that, why don't we go to our mailbox? Hey. Do we have a name for this segment? Um, the mail song from Blue's Clues. Okay, Let's- sing it. What, how's it go? It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to yell. This comes from Connor Kempf. Who's that? Uh, he's a friend of ours. Oh. This is the first email we've ever got. Or second email. We got one from Cal. Yeah, he's like, where's the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Cal. Yeah. Uh, so it <coughs> says... Uh, that funny. He writes, hey, guys. I listened to episode 50 a while ago, and your top 50 movie list reminded me of this spreadsheet that John, Mike, and I made on a random weeknight sometime in early 2016. John's favorite things ranked in order. Enjoy. Your pal, Connor. 
This will be fun to listen or re- yeah to read through. So I think we have this movies, characters, yeah, and the, other things. It's broken down into favorite characters, beautiful women, and favorite favorite characters again. Oh no, that's Michael. Okay, so let's do characters. Characters, yeah, because we don't want to just read yeah. names the whole time. I'll read the top five in both categories. How's that sound? Okay. So John's top five favorite characters as of 2016 when they did the spreadsheet. Drunk, I'm assuming. No. No? Sober? We were just postponing homework. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, procrastinating. Indiana Jones, number five. Okay. Number four was Obi-Wan Kenobi. That sounds right. Number three was Batman. Number three was Batman. Number two was The Joker. Yep. And number one was Han Solo. That sounds about right. Harrison Ford is in both. He, he bookends my top five. Yeah, I, I always have liked the Joker more, even though Batman's the protagonist. It's just something about the mystery behind it, the ambiguousness. He's definitely one of the most captivating yeah. of villains. Interesting characters in fiction, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right. Beautiful women. No. <laughs> Number five, Leia. Oh, is it characters or is it people? Looks like characters. Oh. Number four, Ray. Yeah. Number three, Sansa. Ooh. Number two, Catwoman. Which Number one? Number one, Kate Austin. Yeah, that's from Lost. Oh. Yeah. Forgot that was her last name. Yeah. Those are some beautiful Austin. women. Yeah. Which Catwoman, though? Uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, obviously. <laughs> it must be Halle Berry. Gotta be. And then uh, <clears throat> movies. They have a whole tab for movies. Your top five movies as of when you did this list are five Raiders of the Lost Ark, four Dark Knight, three Return of the King, two Star Wars, and one Empire Strikes Back. That sounds like a pretty solid list. Do you think that's changed at all today? No. No? I do not. That's a pretty cohesive uh, scanning of your favorite things. Yeah. Although you have two Star Wars movies in there. Of course. Why wouldn't I? What would yours be? Oh, geez. That, I am not prepared. Okay. If, you, on a, if you were to go on a desert island and you get five movies, well, what five are you Return bring? of the King, Fellowship, Two Towers. You're going to bring all three of those? All three, yeah. Okay. Um, if I can count that box set as one movie. No. No. Then just those. I'll take those three. I've got to take something really lighthearted and funny that I can watch over and over again. So like Scott Pilgrim, probably. Um, and Baby then... I have one more. Two more? One more. One more. Uh, La La Land. <laughs> I can read you like a book. <clears throat> I Gotta have something I can sing along to. Minor, like, I would take Empire, The Dark Knight, The Two Towers, actually. Just the middle. All the middle chapters. Uh, Raiders of the Last Ark and The Godfather. Okay. That's a solid list. Because those are all pretty different, I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, variety is definitely what you want, but it's hard for me. I couldn't... I love Lord of the Rings. It would kill me not to be able to watch those, but I couldn't take just one because I like knowing the whole story. Like seeing the whole story. And they're You've long as hell, too. You've seen it before. So. so, if I'm on a desert island, I want something that's going to keep me, like, happy. So, the whole thing would make you the most happy? I think so. Yeah. I would debate taking the whole trilogy of Star Wars, but... I want to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Connor, thank you very much for your email. That was very fun to read. 
That was a nice blast from the past. I remember doing that actually. Yeah. If any of we you spent out there, way too much time doing that. <laughs> And not. You said procrastinating homework? Yeah. Sounds I like think a- it was either that or it was like during exam week and we were just like fucking around, wasting time. Well, if anybody else out there wants to write us any fun emails, maybe a certain long-haired blonde girl, feel free to write in anytime to radiovaniashow at gmail.com. Carly's joined the circle. It's a rotating uh, panel of guests. Yeah, seriously. We got people coming and going and cuddle puddling and it's a whole thing. All right, so you ready for the big news stories, John? Mm-hmm. Oh, my voice. I'm so sorry, everyone out there. My voice. If the audio quality this week is just trash, <clears throat> I really apologize. I don't know well, what's going on. So we should talk. Last time we did a show. Yeah. We were not in a good mental state to be That's doing That's true. Show. We were hungover. This time we were just really tired because we spent the whole day celebrating the Ohio State-Michigan both pre- and post-game. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. D1. D1. It's been a very long, long day. Yeah. Um, Many of alcohol and food consumed by all. Yeah. I think total I, I drank like 12 beers, something like that. It's pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. To your standards. I also had a few mimosas. Mm. I also had a shot. Like Kool-Aid. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we did have shots. We did do shots. What was that thing? You drank days? corn whiskey. Where, where was that from? From, uh, is that bottle right down there? Would you that hand sh- that to me, Carl? No. I don't want to smell it. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. That stuff I is, can feel it Yeah, right that's, that stuff is, uh, that stuff will take you from zero to a hundred. It smells like paint thinner. It is basically paint thinner. Mixes real well, though. You could rip paint off of a car with it, dude. I'm pretty sure you could. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, yeah. News. So that's why we sound raspy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we sound more, do we sound more attractive? I think I sound more attractive. What do you think? When you get a raspy voice? Yeah. It definitely brings out the rugged persona that you tend to carry from time to time. It's like the like a little James Dean thing going on. Yeah. Rebel with a cause. <laughs> and the cause is the show. Rebel with a cosplay. Ooh. The Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone done that before? <clears throat> I don't know. All right. Let's uh, not delay this any longer. Disney <laughs> explored buying Fox assets. Yeah. But the talks now appear to be dead. But this news story originally came from Bloomberg, and it said that Walt Disney Co. held talks to buy 21st Century Fox Inc.'s movie studio and other assets. A person familiar with the matter said a deal that would have given the entertainment giant control of another studio and TV networks across the world. But the same source said that the two sides aren't talking anymore. The source specifically asked not to be identified during private information. Fox shares surged as much as 8.9% and Disney rose as much as 2.4% after CNBC first reported on the discussions. Both companies declined to, cl- declined to comment. Um, Disney would obviously have acquired cable networks such as FX, National Geographic, as well as assets outside the U.S. including Star Cable Network in India, Sky PLC satellite service in Europe. Um, they wouldn't acquire Fox's broadcast network, Fox News, local broadcast station or sports programming, the person also said. Um, so do you think this is, my question is, <clears throat> since it appears that the talks are not happening, they were happening, do you think this is kind of just like a fiscal, like, kind of ex- exploration, like they're trying to see if they could be in talks to purchases? I think they're trying to see if they could both absorb all the content that they would get with that and what they would do with it as well as like 
could they actually afford it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to be like a $4 billion thing like when you bought Lucasfilm. Exactly. But it's still like you get the rest of your Marvel back that you don't have. I would love to live in a world where they could make a Pixar It's Always Sunny. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> but they, that, I that do not happen. think that will happen. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's at a time when Fox is sending out pretty much bangers right now, if you think about it, between Deadpool and... Yeah. I mean, in the movie uh, department, Logan, they've, they've, they've actually been, been very doing well. really well. And uh, uh, X-Men is Fox, right? Yes. So, so is Fantastic Four. Don't forget about that. I won't forget about Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that... I, I, uh, I don't know exactly what to think about this. A part of me thinks that maybe it's just kind of a curiosity. And that I think that might be, might be where it start, starts and stops. It's just like... You know, I think Disney is trying to get everything. I think they're trying to be the company that has it all. And they are. why not? They want to be uh, the entertainment guru. Exactly. Everything. And uh, you know, we I'm, talked about this when we talked about them making their streaming service. Uh huh. And we'll see if that's, I mean, like, we'll see what happens with that. If that's still posed to come out, I think, next year, maybe early next year. Okay. So we'll see what happens when they do eventually release, you know, their own streaming service and how people take to it. Um, I don't really understand why Fox would sell their movie division if it's making them money. I mean, Logan was profitable, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure all the X-Men movies have been profitable, even if they weren't critically acclaimed. I mean, the only recent one that wasn't was Apocalypse. Did Apocalypse not make its money back? No, it made its money back, but I was talking about critical acclaim. Oh, critical acclaim. Yeah, and we all know why. Yeah. Well, if they're still making money, it doesn't, make, it doesn't necessarily make sense to sell an entire film division to Disney... Unless it's Disney is big, offering them a big, 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 big bucks. And that's part of the reason why I don't think this is actually going to happen anytime I soon. I want it to happen so bad. I know, I me those too. those theatrical Star Wars guys. I need those. Fox has got those in a vault. <laughs> and they're not giving them away. Yeah. But if you still have a VHS, then you're good. Yeah. Pretty good. Do you do have a VHS though, right? I do. I also have them. Uh, they did a limited release on DVD with the theatrical cuts. So I have the theatricals on DVD from a very limited DVD set that they did in like 06 or How something. much do you think those go for online? A lot. Really? I think. Ugh. But I'm not parting with those. Oh no, I wouldn't part life. with those either. I was thinking about buying them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? It, it Take a guess. Take a look. Take a guess. Um, I'm going to go eBay? Yeah, I'm going to go $30 each. That's is, not that bad. What would I search but for? Think Star about how Wars. Much DVD. I would probably go with like it'll probably be like limited edition DVD or something like that. Episode four DVD limited. I don't know. Limited or collector or something like that. Um, that it right there. This right here. Yep. One hundred and fifteen dollars. Brand new though. Brand new. Oh. So this is like sealed in the packaging. Let's see if they have any used ones. And what those go um, is this it? Nope. That one's forty. Those three right there. These right here? Yep. Thirteen bucks. Yeah. So never mind. That's actually not bad at all. Yeah, you should get them. I think I should. Yeah. <laughs> I might order these. They right came now. with uh, all the graphic novels of the first three movies that uh, Marvel put out. Ah. Oh. When Marvel Comics used to do Star Wars before they reacquired it, and now they do Star Wars again. Huh. So it's like, you got, I want to say it was like thirty dollars when they came out, each. So it was like 90 to get the whole, all three of them. But it, it came with a DVD that had the special edition at the time, not the Blu-ray one. Yeah. Um, the theatrical cut 
a bunch of special features that weren't on the DVDs that came out, um, and a graphic novel for each. That's cool. Yeah. Man, I need to start planning that Star Wars marathon. We're closing in on... Shelby and I rewatched them over the summer. Yeah. I'll probably rewatch them again uh, when I get home from work, because yeah. we're closing in. Dude. We are. We're getting there. Yeah. Can't wait, for those, can't wait for that early buzz. I got my tickets already. I can't wait for that first review to drop. Oh, so I don't want to know. I want to. No. I'm glad that I'm off the grid <laughs> in that respect. That's the last thing I want. You see Mark Hamill ask people not to spoil the movie. I did not. Yeah, he put out a tweet. What did he say? He was just like, please cool out on the spoilers for the first couple weeks until everybody gets the chance to see it. Oh, because it's already out. No, like from when it comes out. He was oh. like warning people. Didn't they now. already do did they do a premiere for it yet? Okay. Then they must have just been promoting the movie somewhere then. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So speaking of Star Wars, mm-hmm. big news story this past month has been Battlefront Two. And now we get to finally weigh in and give our thoughts on opinions on the matter. The loot crate gate. Yes, yeah, so loot crate gate. Um <coughs> uh, if you're not familiar with what's been going on Micro with Battlefront Two. Yeah. Uh, Battlefront 2 uh, was set to fix everything. They were going to fix every problem that the first game had. They were going to add single player. They were going to add lots of maps. They were going to add, you know, variety in content, free DLC, uh, you know, class-based systems, space battles, prequel stuff, new trilogy stuff. Everyone was very excited. Until the week before it came out, it came out for early access EA, which if are you familiar with that means? Yep. Yeah. You pre-order it <clears throat> for $80 for EA Access. You get to play the game a week early and beta test it, basically, for them. Um, it was when this beta test came out that people started to realize there were some massive problems with the progression system, specifically tied in with the credits that you earned in-game to pay for loot boxes to get gear for your character. So, in other words, or to simplify it, if you play Assault class and you really like Assault, the only way to level up that character and to like progress in terms of getting new items and getting new you know, things for your character is to play games, do well, earn currency, which you then use to buy loot boxes, which drop three to four random items that aren't specifically targeted to your class. So if you like playing Assault and you spend money on a loot box to get... Um, a thermal detonator. A thermal detonator, exactly. You could just get a health upgrade for the heavy class, and you might not care about that. And it gives you duplicates. It's been confirmed that you get duplicates, so if you get something once, there's no telling that you will you could get it a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, and so on times. It's just broken down to currency. Mm-hmm. So you pay currency in to get a little bit of currency back. Um this is also frustrating because at the beginning, or at least during early access, you could people could pay real money, Earth dollars, for these in-game items and for these loot boxes. And uh, they did the math. Uh, there, there's a really great post on Reddit. You can go and find it if you just go and search. But some guy broke down the math on how long specifically it would take for the average Joe to, average unlock, Joe to unlock everything in the game. And Tell it would it either cost... $2,100. Real, real dollars. Real dollars. Yep. Dollar dollars. Yep. Or Dolores. it could take anywhere up to, I believe the number was like 800 hours. Seven, it was like 500 to 800 hours depending on your luck and your skill level. Yeah. And for someone like me who's not particularly skilled in like 
multiplayer, multiplayer yeah, or first-person sure. shooters or third-person shooters. I just do it for fun, and I like Star Wars. It's like, oh, man, where would I have been if this hadn't been changed? Now, EA did dial all this back a little bit, bit by bit. Slowly. A- after the rage first... <clears throat> after the rage... The uh, most downloaded Reddit post of yes, all time. The developer's response to the negative many, backlash. Many apologies were issued. I'd like to read this part because I think this is one of the most fascinating things ever. In light of accusations, this comes from GameSpot. They did an entire breakdown of everything. Yeah, I read this, like the timeline thing. Yeah. It was so, you could just see It's so fascinating. This is, it's so awesome. And like people just destroying it. Yeah. In light of accusations of gambling and overwhelming toxicity surrounding the game, EA CFO Blake Jorgensen made comments about the state of the game during a talk at the UBS Global Technology 2017 conference on November 16th. In addition to commenting on the game, he stated that people need to be patient, end quote, as they look for alternatives to address the community's concerns. Um, d- during a Reddit AMA leading up to the game's launch, DICE developers Dennis Branval and Paul Kesslin spoke about the backlash towards the game and expressed that they were incredibly saddened by the overall response. And that is where the most downvoted comment in Reddit history came from, which is the, um, the developers' comments on there. And I want to see if I can actually pull it up. Because it is the most... I wonder if it's going to be up here. It is one of the most cookie-cutter... Responses I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It's um, horrifying. It's almost... Yeah. It, I mean, but the whole... It's almost like a to whom it may concern type of situation, you know? So the... the he... The comment. Here it is. God, that took me way too long to find. This is good airtime. I know, seriously, this is great radio. The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment for unlocking different heroes. I should say, before I finish the rest of this comment, that they were specifically responding to the fact that Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker, the two characters that people were, like, the analysts said that most wanted to be played by the average player, right? Sure. Were locked and not available when you first buy the game for $60. And they're still locked and available when you buy the game. Exactly. They're still locked when you buy the game. I just was able to buy both of them today. And in in the beginning, before these changes were occurred that we're about to discuss, uh, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker both cost, I think, $60,000 in-game credits. And then after all the nonsense, they rolled them back to 15000 each. But this is the comment. As for the cost, we've selected initial values based upon data from the open beta and other adjustments made to milestone rewards before launch. Among other things, we're looking at the average per player credit earn rates on a daily basis and we'll be making constant adjustments to ensure that players have challenges that are compelling, rewarding, and of course, attainable via gameplay. We appreciate the candid feedback and the passion the community has put forth around the current topics here on Reddit, our forums, and across numerous social media outlets. Our team will continue to make changes and monitor community feedback and update everyone as soon as as often as we can. Mm-hmm. And it is sitting at a nice and pretty 674,000 downloads on Reddit. Um, so, John, weigh in on this dis- topic because you were iffy about buying Battlefront to begin with. I wanted no. to get it eventually. Okay. But I didn't know if I was going to have time to play it uh, until like the holiday season rolls around. Yeah. 
but I saw this stuff and I was like, this seems a lot like the first one in terms of like not content, but just like issues. What's and so I really don't like dealing with EAs, like BS. No, I hate, um, I just can't stand the way that they do But business. I broke down because I just really wanted it after a while. Like it seemed like you guys were all having fun playing it and I've heard enough good things that I went for it. I do like it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's definitely an improvement on the last one. However, the progression system, although it might be cheaper for some some things, still takes a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Like, I've logged a lot of uh, gameplay so far, and I've only just been able to buy Luke and Vader. There's still a lot of heroes that you have to buy. They're, like... They range from ten to fifteen thousand. Some of them are like five thousand. There's one I think that's five, and it's the character from the campaign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I yeah. think uh, I think Leia is six thousand. No, that might be the battle points that you get to play. That's the one thing that I wanted to talk about is the battle points okay. in game. Is like you also save up this currency in game in order to use these things. Yeah. Which is it, it's kind of cool. As opposed to like finding tokens like you did in the first one and just randomly getting a bit. But what I will say is you die really fast. Yeah. Unless you're good. And you hardly get the chance to practice being good. So like I got to I finally got enough points. I was doing it. I had a really good game. I got to be Darth Maul. I killed like five people and then I just got destroyed because like everyone goes for the heroes. You know yeah. what I mean? So like you just have to be really good and I'm not. So Yeah, it's I don't know, it kinda takes away from the mysticism. It's like I'm glad I just spent 15,000 in-game credits on Darth Vader when I'm never going to get to play as him. And if I do, I'm not going to be able to do much. Yeah, I like... like you're basically buying them to play Heroes versus Villains. Well, but in Heroes versus Villains, I'm pretty sure that they're unlocked. They're not? They're not? You have to have That's them unlocked. That's unbelievable. So, like, when you play that, if you don't have Luke and Vader, your options are limited. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't played I can't Heroes play versus as, Villains. I can't play as Leia or Chewie much. or... Wow, I did not. Um, I can't play as the Emperor yet, huh. and Iden Versio. Wow. Yeah, well, I like I play as Bosk. <laughs> everybody loves, but everyone's favorite Bosk. Yeah, I love Bosk. I I I enjoy this the battle point system more than I did the tokens because I felt like the tokens took you away from the objective. So people would just camp, spawn, and and uh, like wait for these things, and then they'd be heroes. They'd wreck shop, and then rinse out the repeat, and then they would be on the top of the boards. Yeah. I feel like at least in this system, you have to be a little bit skilled. But yes, I agree because we're not skilled. We tend to not get to play them very much, which sucks. But it it motivates me to want to be good because be I'm better. like yeah. I'm this many points away from being able to be Luke. I'm like yes, okay. But still, this brings it back to like. Everything in the game is motivated by currency. Some kind All of currency. currency. Everything's motivated by money. It's like... It's it's kind of gross. <laughs> like, I, that's the only thing I can think about is that it's... I mean, I have no problem paying $60 for a video game. I never really have. I think that, you know, if you do the dollar an hour kind of math art, or whatever... Yeah. Depending on how you view it. A lot of people tend to shop for video games based on the dollar an hour thing. Where it's like, I want to get an hour for every dollar that I spend of enjoyment from this product, which I've milked the last of us. Exactly. So it's like, I wanted a dollar every second. Yeah. So it's like for some people, for some people, they're going to pay $60 or more and they're going to get hundreds of hours of entertainment from battlefront Two. I might get 10 to 15, maybe 20, depending on how much I play with you guys or whenever we have free time to play. But I want to keep playing. Yeah. I I think more things will come. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that the campaign continues to build, even though I don't really like it. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if that continues to drop more maps. That's the one thing I really like, is I every game that I've played, I've only replayed a map once, and that's been Kashyyyk. I've played that three times. Mm. But I, like, I'll log in, and I'll be like, ooh, I haven't played here yet. This is kind of exciting. Because the first one was like, you got four planets. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one, it's like, you got Kashyyyk, and I went to... Where did I go? Like... I mean, you have both Death Stars. Jakku, you have Starkiller Base, Jakku. Jakku, Takodana. You got... I haven't even been to Starkiller yet. You got Hoth. You got Endor. You got... Ta- I haven't been to Tatooine yet. Uh, Kamino was really cool. All this space stuff. Yeah. Naboo is beautiful. The thing is, is that the game is so artfully crafted. I mean, they did such a good job of recreating what those movies feel like. Mm -hmm. It actually feels good to play. I mean, the controls are excellent. I mean, the stormtroopers feel good to play as. Like, the guns handle well. The blast, the sound design is the best thing about these games. I mean, the soundtrack, when it's like that final push and Galactic Assault and like John Williams' score starts playing... There's something just magical about that. And, yeah. and, and then you get it done and you're like, oh, I only got 300 credits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, I hope, I hope that they can fix it. And the other story, I won't belabor this point, but there was a few reports after all this controversy. This story started to get picked up on like CNN and reputable yeah. news source mm-hmm. sites. And there's a, many reports have been coming out saying that Lucasfilm and Disney is unhappy with how long it took EA to respond and take action about all this. And I think that's totally justified. And I think that uh, they're probably having some meetings. I would be shocked if they weren't or if they hadn't already had meetings like, how are we going to make this right? Like, we got to do some kind of goodwill something. Like, Maybe come back. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'm sure there's all those photos flying around the on on the biggest subreddit for video games on on Reddit, there was a one of the highest voted posts of the last couple of days over the holidays was a photo of on Black Friday at a Target. It's a wall rack of video games, and everything is sold out except for Battlefront Two, and it's full. The top shelf is full of Battlefront, so it's like it's not selling as well as they want it to. I think people are actively avoiding this game. What's I mean, like I mean, they have. They, I gotta make some changes. They have their reasons. I could see why if you weren't a diehard Star Wars fan that you wouldn't get it. Yeah. You know? It's... For all the good things that it added over the first one, they dropped a lot. Like, think about... Like, I think about how in the first one you used to be able to just customize your guy and you could switch out different guns and it was easy to unlock guns eventually yeah. for the most part. This one, it took me forever to get a rifle. Yeah, for same. assault. Same. One rifle. And yeah. I just got the one for heavy, like the first one. Yeah. You have to get like it's, 500 kills it, with a class to get all the guns for that class. It is the worst progression system of any video game I've ever played. Ever. Yeah. I mean, there's no... But you gotta get that daily loot created. I know, <laughs> but I just don't feel rewarded by doing anything. That's no. the thing. Yeah. I'm basically just playing it to have fun, which I guess is fun, but like some some part of me wants to feel like you know motivated you know to, to progress. I miss Droid Run. Droid Run was awesome! Remember used to crush that? That we was, did. That was my jam. I uh, miss it so much. Yeah, me too. I, I bet they'll bring it back. They better. They better. Uh, a funny news story I have regarding this that's funny and frustrating uh, from Polygon. says, Star Wars Battlefront 2 players are ruining the game with rubber bands. You read about this? Yeah. Okay. The economy of Star Wars Battlefront 2 is based around credits. Now the premium transaction have been removed from the game, earning enough credits to buy the loot boxes to get the cards you need to unlock the heroes you want. It can take a lot of time. 
so clever players have found physical ways to cheat the system. One player created a simple robot to keep their character moving in order to farm credits without being removed from the game due to inactivity. The same thing can be done by simply adding a few rubber bands to your controller. You may be hurting your team's chances at winning and annoying the rest of the players on the server, but this is the world EA and DICE have created. <laughs> so, if you get into a game of Battlefront and you see someone just kind of running in circles, farming for credits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's John. Yeah. I like flying, dude. I love Starfighter Soul. I just fly around. Hmm. It's a lot of fun. That's one thing that I really suck at in those games is the, the flying. Is flying. I feel I'm like glad I'm just that they have terrible. A, I'm at glad it. that they have a Starfighter based one now, as opposed to the last one where it's like you can get in an X Wing and crash it into a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I would do. Yeah. Okay. Big news story here. We're going to try to wrap this up quickly, succinctly. Mm-hmm. Amazon is going to produce a Lord of the Rings television series. <laughs> and. As our resident Lord of the Rings fan, <laughs> how do you feel about this, Zachary? Uh, uh, they say we'll it's gonna, see. It's gonna, it <laughs> takes place not long before the movies, correct? Is that what they said? Let's read a little bit. Shall we? Shall we read? Let's read. Amazon.com Inc. has bought the global television rights to the Lord of the Rings. And they paid a hefty amount oh, to the Tolkien estate for that. Yeah. Amazon said it will produce a multi-season series that explores new storylines, preceding author J.R.R. Tolkien's The Fellowship of the Ring, first installment in the famed fantasy trilogy, three movies, blah, 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 let's keep going. Amazon acquired the rights from the Tolkien estate and trust, but did not say how much it paid for them. The estate, HarperCollins, and the film... $400 million. <laughs> well, I want to get... Uh, we'll get to that. The estate, HarperCollins, and films distributor New Line Cinema will help Amazon produce a television series... The project underscores a shift in Amazon's video programming. Basically, Amazon was like, we need Game of Thrones. Yes, that is exactly what What do people like that kind of has dragons, but no boobs? Oh, Lord of the Rings. (laughs) There's boobs in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but they're covered up. (laughs) Still boobs. There's one boob. His name is Frodo. (laughs) He's he's real jackass. Um, (laughs) How much do you think they paid? I think that they paid $500 million for the rights to make the show, and then the show is going to cost an arm and a leg to make as well. I think you're probably high. I don't think so, dude. Tolkien? Are you kidding me? I know, but... They're like the Mickey Mouse of British writers. Yes, (laughs) but revenue for streamed exclusive television shows is not as high as we would think unless you're a Stranger Things which in like crashes servers because everybody goes to watch that season when it drops on Netflix. No one's rushing to watch The Punisher. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. No. Yeah. Well, I don't think I don't think there's going to be millions of millions of people like there are for Stranger Things that are going to go like, oh, Lord of the Rings, the whole season just dropped. I better go watch it. Like I think it's. I think that that I don't know. I'm so curious to know what they're expecting on return on investment. Because Lord of the Rings has has some diehard fans, but a lot of people have some sour taste in their mouth after the Hobbit movies, comparing them to the Lord of the Rings movies, you know. Uh, I just wonder what they th- think their definition of success is for this. Because 
yeah, you're saying Game of Thrones. I think that's the key. It's like that's what the, that's what Amazon wants. It's like they have some comedy, they have some dramas, they have Manchester by the Sea, they have critically acclaimed stuff, and now they're like, we want something that is the water cooler show. We want something where people are like, can you believe this happened on Middle Earth? What do you or, call it? Is that you think they'll call? It I Middle think Earth? it's gonna be called. Uh, I think it's gonna be. Call, it's not gonna be anything crazy. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like. Before the ring. Yeah, it was like, like, the Lord. I don't know. The, the Chronicles the, of the Ring. Chron- yeah, Chronicles of Middle Earth sounds about right. Tales from Middle Earth. Tales, Tales of Middle Earth. Uh, I think Middle Earth, just Middle Earth, sounds. Pretty I think cool. you just call it Earth. Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> this week on Planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> what are we watching this week? What is this? Yeah. Um. Here's the deal. Okay. I will hold my opinions until we hear more about what the premise of the yes, show will that's be. Because right now, it's just yes. a, a business acquisition. Uh-huh. Um, we also don't know how I long like, this is going to take to become an actual sure, thing. Sure, and I would like to keep my optimistic self afloat. Yes. I do like the world quite a bit, and oh. I'm in love with those movies, oh. and I love the characters. Yes. Don't mess it up like you did almost some of the time. The Hobbit movies, <laughs> and by that I mean like Legolas and stuff. Like, yeah, if I, Orlando I know Bloom it, shows up in this show, I'm gonna be mad. I guarantee you, one or two big names will from the movies. Gandalf. That's. I mean, that's if Ian McKellen's one. still around by the time this comes out. Wow. Boom, boom, boom. I hate to be negative like that, but like this could be years in development. That's true. I mean, they just acquired the license. They got a cast. They gotta worry about like building what stuff about and Martin studios. Um, I would be okay with that. What about Richard Armitage? I would be great with that. What I don't know how that would work though, because he's dead. Andy Circus. <laughs> uh, Could you do mocap? Yes, that would be Gollum will definitely be an expensive TV episode. That's the thing, man. It's like if depending on how much Amazon paid for this and how much they're willing to spend, you have to really go to some lengths to make uh, like to make. The you Amazon have to make sh- got the process. They're probably good rights for the Amazon precious. <laughs> you have to make sure that this doesn't look like some crappy knockoff woods drama, you know? It's like <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Woods drama. MTV, check out my hover hole. <laughs> check out my cribs. <laughs> what if it was like Jersey Shore, but it takes place in the Shire? What Jersey <laughs> Shore? I think this is an SNL sketch. I think they've yeah. done what what is the what are the things that they pimp my eagle? Pit my eagle. <laughs> Goodness. Good good God. Um, good God. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm curious to know content. I'm curious to know casting. I'm curious to know budget because... Yeah. And episodes. Like, if it's like... Ten episodes. If it's ten episodes that are an hour each, interesting. I'm hoping it's Sherlock style. I hope it's three episodes that are an hour and a half each. Make three mini I want it to be like Black Mirror. And I want them to be anthologies. I don't want it to be a connective thread. Okay. I want separate Or kind of like American Horror Story. Yeah, every episode's different. Not even every season. Oh, because then you could do... Oh, episode... Well, okay. So, like, for, like, let's... Because then you could fly in the big guns every now and then, but you're not relying on it for a story. Yeah. So, like, let's say one of it... One of the things is about, like... You know, elves or some shit like that. That's what I was gonna say. It's like yeah. Middle Earth elves, and then <laughs> Middle Earth, and then you have one episode, eventually that you get Viggo Mortensen and Andy Serkis to be in, and it's him like 
going to get Gollum like they talk about in the book. And you do that for an hour and a half, but that's not a whole season plot I would line. watch it's the shit out of It's one episode. You know what I mean? So you do a Black Mirror style where it's like Tales from Middle Earth and it's just all over. So you get like Easterlings and Orcs. You have an Orc episode. You have Gondor. You got all these things going on. You got Hobbit folk. You got all this stuff, but it's not like this is Drogo and you're going to follow his story and it's another hobbit who got famous because he left the Shire. It's like, <laughs> no, just like spread it out. That's kind of what I want them to do with the Star Wars anthologies, but they keep clinging to this between episodes three and four They're time playing period. Playing it safe, man. Yep, whatever. And that's a worry that I have solo. about Last Jedi. Just call this Solo. Let's just call it Solo. Go. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we'll see about that. Yeah. All right, big news Hope. stories to wrap this up. Hopefully Mar- optimistic. I think so. I want to stay optimistic uh, just because I like being optimistic about things that I care about, especially especially Lord of the Rings, which is my favorite movie of all time. But um, we'll see. <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe has become the first franchise to cross $5 billion at the North American box office. Really? Yes. Harry f- Potter didn't? Let's read. The thunderous <clears throat> success of Marvel Studios' Thor Ragnarok has pushed the MCU to more than $5 billion in domestic totals alone. The Thor threequel, raked in $46 million in its first day, expected to bring as much as $120 million on its weekend. Worldwide, Ragnarok is projected to reach $400 million by that Sunday, making it another slam-dunk success for Disney. <laughs> Um, Unleash the Thors. <laughs> domestically, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has topped the Star Wars franchise. God. 3.3 billion. No. Not adjusted for ticket price inflation, though. Uh. And the Harry Potter Wizarding World franchise is at 2.6 billion. The Batman franchise, including all iterations Batman 89 onwards, is 2.4 billion. And the James Bond franchise is 2.1 billion. No pirates. Interesting. No pirates. Um,. But yeah, so Disney has officially made the most successful movie franchise of all time. They have one and two right now. Yeah. They sure do. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your money. (laughs) Give me that cash. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp has wrapped production. No one cares. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... <laughs> Do you care about Jude Law landing the male lead in uh, Captain Marvel? Sure. We don't know who he is, though. Yeah. But uh, I like Jude Law. He's getting all the spots. He's like the new Josh Brolin. <laughs> Do you think he's a villain or a good guy? I think he's a good guy. Okay. I think he's going to be like Steve Trevor. I hope he's a villain. I doubt it. I hope he's a villain. Their scrolls are the villains. You think he's going to be a scroll? I don't know. Do you what even know what that is? is? Nope. Check it out. Um, Look it up, kids. Scrolls. They're cool. DC Casting of the Week, right? Asher Angel to play Billy Batson in DC, which is the most ridiculous headline that I've ever read. Billy Batson's cool. Okay. What do you think about this guy? Do you know this guy? Nope. I was hoping that they would get Dustin from Stranger Things to be Billy Batson. I thought that that was a perfect, perfect cast. And then Hopper is Shazam. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Shazam, he like comes out, he's got the pot belly and a cig, and he's like, Shazam. Shazam. Did you know Zachary Levi has been cast in Shazam? Yeah. Okay. Do you think he's Shazam? That's what they said he is. Really? They said he's playing Shazam. I had no idea. Yeah. Ugh. 
I know. <laughs> Slam Whatever. dunks, man. Yep, and it's not going to have the rock in it either. Idiots. Do you know when that? Did you hear this rumor that they yeah, said the that Rock's going to be in the sequel? Suicide Squad Two is when he's going to get introduced to the DC universe. <laughs> who is who is leading these boardroom meetings? That's what I want to know. It's like they're like they're sitting there like, all right, guys, we kind of did good with Justice League, but we gotta get this Suicide Squad Two out. And they're like, dude, quit pushing the squad. No one cares. All right. Well, I'm looking up for a video. I want you to I want you to talk about Fantastic Beasts Two. Okay, we finally have the title for Fantastic Beasts. The long-awaited title. Second installment in the new Wizarding World franchise. The Crimes of Grindelwald, a.k.a. the worst title (laughs) of any Harry Potter installment, and quite possibly one of the worst titles of the last. Yeah, I can't. Since Cowboys and Aliens. (laughs) The um, Wizarding World of... Okay, so it's called Fantastic Beasts, colon... The Crimes of Grindelwald, right? Also, why is the series the Fantastic Beasts yeah, series? Stop. It's not about beasts. Just call unless it. Unless it's about the people's inner beasts, which is real deep. Oh, they really wrote themselves into a corner. She wrote herself into a corner. She did this. But the studio didn't have to call it Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. They could have called it... They're going to listen to whatever she says. She made them billions of dollars with those eight movies. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, take care. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she walks in. She's like, I want to make a new series about Harry Potter. That's what she sounds like. And it's not going to have Harry Potter. And we're going to call it your Fantastic Beasts. And they're like, all right, whatever you say, Rolling. And she's like, and this is, and, and I'm really selling you guys on a prequel story. And no one's going to notice. We're going to have Colin Farrell. And he's going to do the best acting he's ever done. But then we're going to swap him for Johnny Depp <laughs> in the last two minutes. And Ezra Miller is going to be in it, and no one's going to yeah, like Yeah, no one likes Ezra Miller. <laughs> Slam dunks, man. WB. Um, um, what do you think about the the poster that they're... Or not the poster, but like the animated photo? It's how, cool. How do you, yeah. I like uh, little Dumbledore. Yeah. Sexy Dumbledore. Um, He's right... Uh, to the left. To the far left. left. And then Johnny Depp's on the far right. Ooh, spooky. Yeah, look at all that smoke. I'm all about that Kowalski, dude. That's the guy. Definitely. <laughs> There's so many words on that. There's so many letters on that title card. Yep. Um, Do that next year? I didn't know it was going to be so soon. Oh, get ready, because it's coming. All right, so I got a video for you, for the audience. This comes from Reddit. This is totally not related to Fantastic Beasts, but... So we're done with that topic? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Just so there's this bad guy named Steppenwolf, right? What's his backstory? Barely matters, but he wants to destroy Earth, so he has to get these boxes together. And that's going to be hard for him to do? No, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Okay. And so Batman gets the Justice League together because they have to stop him. Right. And then they do. They stop him. <sighs> okay, this is f***ing perfect. <laughs> Justice League pitch meeting. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how everything goes. Definitely. <laughs> so is it going to be hard for him? No. No, it's minor gonna be really, yeah. <laughs> like that's that. the thing that's is funny. that, like, it took zero effort. And at one point, they forget about a box. <laughs> when they're dealing with somebody who doesn't come back from the dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. They do- he totally still dead. Yep. Never coming back. So, yeah. Crimes of Grindelwald. Way to go, Doug. Crimes of Grindelwald. You guys are crushing it. Okay. Keep up the war effort. <laughs> There were some extra news topics in there, but nothing that we really needed to divulge deep into. The only thing is that 
we actually have a runtime for Last Jedi. And? And. What is it? It is two hours and 30 minutes. Credits included, making it the longest Star Wars film in the franchise. Yes! John's doing... As many minutes as possible. <laughs> Give me more minutes. <laughs> Make it four hours. T-Mobile me. I want more minutes. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, two hours and 30 minutes. That's hefty. That's, I'm very excited. They got a lot of story to tell. Yeah. Good. Good. It's about damn time. You know what the longest one was leading up to this? Wasn't it Return of the Jedi? No, it's Attack of the Clones. No. That movie... the worst one. No. Yeah, check the runtime on that. It is obnoxiously Attack long. of the Clones? It's like 220. I was watching it with Shelby. She's like, is this almost over? And I was like, actually, no. He it's hasn't not even, even talked about sand yet. It's not even halfway done. <laughs> two hours and 22 minutes. God <laughs> almighty. I like that it's 6.6 .6 on IMDb and 66%. It's like 6666. <laughs> Please don't watch this movie. Dun, dun, dun. That's my favorite one to watch drunk because... Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Who are you and McGregor? You just yeah, he acts his heart out through that thing. Against man. the screen, yeah. <laughs> talks to a lot of screens. <laughs> like, Hello, Dex. Hello, Dex. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> I, what's the... Have you watched the Red Letter Media reviews for the prequels? Yeah. The, well, isn't that the joke where he's like... Uh, He's like, I swear to God, if someone calls me Annie one more time, I'm going to kill a bunch of younglings. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's well, move. Let's, let's close this out. Yep. I'm getting slap happy. So my dad topic. Ready? <laughs> Do you sleep on your back, belly, or side? This is important radio. Yeah. Um, it's hard to think about because it's something I never really like ponder as I'm going to bed. Um, I usually fall asleep on my side, but I wake up on my back. What? <laughs> <laughs> Carly's laughing over here. I am a back guy. Yeah. Through and through. So For like you, part. you lay down in bed on your back and you always wake up like on your back. For the most. For part. the most part. Yeah. yeah. Um. Sometimes I wake up on my side. I'm not a belly sleeper. No, I. Can't do it. The only time I ever fall asleep on my stomach is when I'm on Passed my phone. Passed out drunk. <laughs> I've done that before. I'll be on, I'll like, I like putting my pillow. You ever do this move? <laughs> You're in bed and you pull your pillow underneath your breath or underneath your chest. Keep going. And then you We've lost him. You lean on the thing with your, with your chest and then you put your arms underneath the pillow and then you hold your phone here. And so you're propped up and you can scroll through your phone and you can lay here. This seems like the most first world problem. It's not a problem. It's great. Slash convenience that I've ever heard. But I have not done that. It's, I mean, that's like, I like, I like, like looking through my phone, like making sure everything's cool. Like last minute, like Reddit check or I watch GIF. My new thing is watching GIF recipes before I go to bed. GIF, you ever watch GIF, GIF recipes? recipes? Like GIF recipes? Yeah, I get it. It's, yeah. it's literally just like. 30 second recipes of really easy to make good food and they're so addicting it's unbelievable it's it's my new obsession that's really funny i'll just watch them and re-watch them and then i'll be like dad what did i miss how did they do this how do they cut this particular vegetable it's great on that note so you're a back sleeper back sleeper do you know have you always been that way is uh, yeah. yeah yeah never been a belly sleeper 
do you prefer firm or a soft mattress? Like, are you falling into this thing like a foam pit, or is it like a like it's gonna um, stabilize you? The quality of the bed, or the the style of the the firm or softness of the bed, has never really played in a super important part. Okay. I would prefer it to not be super firm. Right. I would prefer soup. I would prefer too soft than too firm. <laughs> This podcast sucks. This is like... It's like... What should the Dak Cave topic be? I don't know. I'm fucking tired. I'm so tired. I just can't stop thinking about sleep. Yeah, I know. Well, we're about to go to bed. Can we please? Yeah. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Radiovania. We had a lot of fun recording it. Yep. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do it in a myriad of different ways. You can email the show, radiovaniashow at gmail.com, or you can tweet me at Zach Rotello. You can tweet the show at Radiovania. You can call Zach at (laughs) 867-5309. Yeah, that's right. That's my phone number. Um, Give us topic suggestions, comments, but the most important thing that you guys can do if you want to really help us out Go to Radiovania.com. That's where we post all of our content. That's where all of our videos go up. You can watch them there. You can download them there. You can like them. You can comment. You can subscribe. And that helps us. Every time you watch an ad, every time you watch a video, it like gives us a little bit more incentive to keep going back. And that view count really is uh, important. So uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. And thank you for listening this far into the episode. If you've made it here already, we salute you. John, when's the next time we're going to get together? Um, Christmas time. I think the last Jedi might be our next show. Hopefully, unless we can perfect world. Unless we can fit in some time in between that for like a weekend round, I think we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna get a little busy. Yeah, but uh, we'll try to make something happen. But definitely, last Jedi, if nothing else, in between, and then we also have an after dark that's still gonna go up soon. So prepare your ears for that it's madness. Yeah. It's a, quite a doozy. Don't but. listen to it with kids around. Yes, exactly. It's uh, very blue. All right. I thank John Larson for that. Yeah, it was not thanks, my John. fault. Yeah. Okay, John, it's been a pleasure. Have a good night. You too. See you guys. Sleep tight, everybody. Oh. flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com.